Good morning, and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today as usual. We have our evening with medium events coming up on December 13th, and you guys sold us out. You sold us out on August 26th, so there are no tickets left, none available. We are so proud and so thankful. Um, We will be launching tickets for the 2020 year, um, but stay posted for that. We're not too sure which date we're going to launch those on, but definitely in time for Christmas, would you say? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. It's available currently at the website by sarlo.com. It is a 10 to 12 minute show. It runs Monday to Friday, so there are five mini shows. We pick a topic on emotional or spiritual intelligence, and we give you some tools. We also have gift certificates and personal sessions available. Karen and I have our own separate practices where you can purchase or experience your personal session from anywhere in the world via Skype, FaceTime, telephone, or Zoom. And we are now on Patreon which is super exciting. It's been a long time coming. It's something that everyone has access to at any point in time. You can sign up, you can cancel, you can make just one-off donations if you want to, or you can really invest in all of the tools that we've been providing through the podcast now in printable sheets and all kinds of different work work work-related formats. So you can keep up with your emotional intelligence toolkit and your spiritual intelligence toolkit as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you shouldn't be without them. Not, Not on this planet. Okay, so let's launch into today's show. So Kel, today's show is about two sisters, two adults that come in for a session in person, V and Liv, and they went, got right to the point as soon as they came in and asked for soul contracts. And when I asked them what they meant by that, if they meant with another person or did they mean between each other, they said that they were open to hearing about their own personal contracts, but that they also wanted the one between the two of them. And at the beginning, when they first said that to me, my first thought was, this is going to be really nice. This is going to be exciting. Maybe these are really close sisters, and I'm going to hear how you really get things right. This would be lovely. So I asked the spirit guides, and the first one that came through, the first guide came through was for V. And he says, well... He says, I'm going to explain some things to you about V that aren't very nice. You're kind of excited there, Karen. You're going to have to take it down notch. (laughs) Okay. So he says to me, well, he says, V is um, very much about herself. She's very much, and, and not just with the sister, and this needs to come out, that she's very much about herself and getting her own needs met, right to the point where she's known everywhere in her life, for temper tantrums. I got a few shows on that. Yeah. And I'm like, temper tantrums? Okay. So he goes, well, he has. she's had temper tantrums her whole life. So this goes way back for these girls. Right into childhood. So the trigger is pretty deep for Liv. But V's behavior has become more and more aggressive. More and more, if I don't get what I want, everyone around me is going to pay. And underneath all of that, you have to make sure that she's, that you say this to her, that she thinks she's the victim all the time. She thinks that she has a right to these temper tantrums. So if she can go into victim mode, then she can always justify her the behavior or the tantrum. And I said, well, Jesus, how's that going down for her in her marriage? And he goes, splendidly. <laughs> like, splendidly? Like, what the hell? And he said, well, her husband has bought right into this. And so he backs her up. So if she wants to attack Liv, and Liv tries to defend herself in any way, then he immediately attacks Liv as well. Don't talk to your sister like this. But, or whatever it is, but he will attack Liv. He will make sure that he knows her buttons and he hits them right alongside his wife. Or he'll just stand right up and like, okay, let's go, V, she's being rude to you. So he totally enables this very immature, very childlike behavior. And what it's done for them is it's isolated the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, that would make sense that you would be isolated. 
Like V and her husband mm-hmm. or V from Liv? Oh, both, Kelly. Yeah. So it's it's isolated V in all aspects of her life. And that gives him a sense of control. Mm-hmm. So it's okay on him that she doesn't really have her sister mm-hmm. because it means that he's the go-to person for everything. So he can use that to his advantage. He can hold that over her. He can swing her moods. So he has quite a bit of control over her physical, her body, like what she does in a week or a weekend or whatever. Hmm. But he also has a lot of control over her thought processes. And he will plant little seeds of doubt, those little viruses, just to make sure V questions her relationship with Liv. So if he knows that she likes to play the victim, he plants that seed that Liv is victimizing you. Even if she tries to kind of come out of it, he likes to go back and kind of like really, oh, are you sure? Because she's done this. Like he really tries to make sure, oh, no, I like you as the victim. Mm -hmm. This is working for me. Your temper tantrums work for me to some degree. To some degree. (laughs) I think two minutes in and I'm exhausted. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's exhausting. It it, it absolutely is, but I think it's also something that people can listen to and easily think, oh my God, I'm going to turn this off. I don't want to start my Saturday morning like this. Or they can actually really go, no, this might be helpful. (laughs) Yeah, I think some people will listen and go, people do this? And that's great. That's the reaction that we're hoping for, that you've surrounded people, you know, people in your life who don't do this. Mm -hmm. Um, But others will will hear it and go, oh, that's what's happening with Mm -hmm. this person. Mm -hmm. Or they'll turn it off and go, "Mm, I do that, and I don't really want to talk about that with anyone. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like they might be able to identify as a listener with the husband, mm-hmm. or they might be able to to identify as V. Mm. And maybe nobody has walked up to them and said, "You play the role of a victim, and you have temper tantrums, and they're ugly, and I'm not going to tolerate them." I got some good books on how to deal with your behavior. I know how to set boundaries and cro- and cross and, and make sure you don't cross the line here. Mm-hmm. But currently in this lifetime, V doesn't have the emotional intelligence. Her husband doesn't have it. And they both don't have any interest in getting it. Mm-hmm. And if anybody comes along and says, hey, here's a book on, from Nina Brown or Nina Brown or, you know, Beverly Angel or anybody that could, you know, give them a leg up a little bit. It's like, well, if I do that, then how's that going to shake the dynamics of my marriage? So there's, they've created, I'm going to say they've just created a hellhole. And so I said to the guy, well, are they happy? Are they, like, I don't understand how you're happy in that, but meh. And he says, no, she hates them. (laughs) I like the term confucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of just confusing, because I think it's confusing and it fucks you over in your own life. So I think can fucking is perfect for this. Yeah. And I'm listening to all this, and the two ladies are being really respectful and quiet, and they're just letting me take it all in as I'm looking out the window, and sometimes I'm sure my face is like... Yeah, it's something that I'm looking forward to with Patreon in putting together bloopers of like our faces... Oh, yeah. Out, oh, of, out of context, too. Because I know that people who follow along with the podcast will be like, oh, I'm making that same face as Karen or Kelly. And then out of context, it'll be like, wow, they make a lot of faces well, well, along well, with the guides. Yes. And won't that be fun when people are watching it and they're going, and they look at the screen and see us going at the same bloody time? Mm-hmm. It'll it'll serve as some form of validation, I think. Or yeah, I hope. I hope so. So anyway, he said, she hates him. And I said, um, does he hate her? Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's good. <laughs> I, I do. I think, Great. I think that's good. Yeah. Because at that moment, when you hear that they actually hate each other for the cycle, even though they're staying in it. They're in an agreement. 
And that's great because if one person's in it thinking that they're in love and the other one's just like, I straight up hate you, then no one's really at a loss Hmm. by very low standards. (laughs) Very low. (laughs) We are scraping. Yeah. So I said, okay, do I begin with all of that? Is that how I'm supposed to start the contract and the contracts? And he said, yes, please. And if you say anything out of context, we're going to tell you because this is really important. So I said, okay, I trust you guys. I'm going to go along. So I just, I'm not going to repeat it for people listening, but I repeated everything to V and I just said, um, V, I'm going to start with you because it's your, your guide is the first one in. And here's how this is going down for me. And I'm just going to ask you to listen and just to let me know if this is accurate. And I said, now that's a big thing to ask you because this may not be flattering. Mm-hmm. And I said, what we're looking for is accuracy. I'm not asking you how you feel about it yet. I'm asking you just for accuracy. And she goes, huh. And she she just kind of sits there. And I thought, well, is this going to swing? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? What is she doing? Where is she swinging right now? And I said, no, and be careful. I said, because the guides say that you can be a people pleaser. So I said, so when you're doing that, i.e. people pleasing the husband, I said, so when you're, if you go into people pleasing mode, you might just want to agree with everything I say, but I'm not asking you to do that. I'm asking you to really see if there's accuracy in what's being said. Mm-hmm. Which is very difficult for a lot of people because we don't, mm-hmm. we don't emphasize the importance of being an observer in life. We mm-hmm. emphasize action and aggression. Oh, yeah. Or sense of urgency response. Yep. And they are different things. Mm-hmm. And we can act aggressively in response to a sense of urgency, but they are two different things. That's right. And neither of those require or um, have a prerequisite, I guess, to be an observer. Mm-hmm. To be patient. So I said, V, I said, you're going to need to be patient. You're going to need to be kind to yourself. And you could see her kind of like, mm. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm watching her body and her shoulders Go into the tension. Yeah. And I said, so V, do you have tension in the neck right now and in your shoulders and in your back? And she goes, yeah. She goes, but I always do. And I said, I'll bet you do. And she goes, well, I don't know what you mean by that. And I said, well, listen, and we'll go through it, and then maybe you can pay attention to what you're actually feeling in that part of your body now that you're aware of it. And she goes, oh, it's getting like tight knots. And I said, okay. I said, so is that, that's common for you? Oh yeah, I have to go for massages and chiropractic and and physio often. And I went, okay. So we'll note that, that that's what you're holding in this part of the body as I go through explaining what your guide has said about your behavior. So I did, I told her everything and she sat there and she, she really did listen. I want to say that in the, the five to 10 minutes that the guides gave her this information, she wanted to deny it, but you could see her not going into people-pleasing at all. You could see her going into victim mode and defend, wanting to defend herself. And I could see Liv sitting there just observing her sister like, hmm, mm-hmm. hmm. It's neat. I like That's fight or flight. Oh, yeah. And it's for preservation. So her instinct is to fight, i.e. temper tantrum, yeah, in order to self-preserve. Yes. And so I'm triggering her. Mm-hmm. And so I said that. I said, V, this is a trigger for you. We're, we're watching you be triggered, but I want you to feel safe. To not have to have the same response. Yeah. I said, you don't have to feel shame. You don't have to take an action. You don't have to do anything. You can take your time and decide how you want to respond instead of just responding. And she goes, I honestly didn't know I could do that. And Liv just sat there like, do I move? Mm-hmm. Do I breathe? Do I just let my sister sit in the discomfort? You could see where she cares, but doesn't want to care too much because if I care too much, I'm going to get hurt again. 
And by getting hopeful. Yes. Yeah. So you literally see her with the shifty eye, just looking at her sister like, I'm not certain. So you see her frozen. And I said, Liv, you don't need to do anything. This isn't going to be about you. This is just going to be about V for a minute. And if you can just sit and just hold energy so that it, and, or just neutral space, you don't have to feel empathy. You don't have to feel anything. You can do what you want in your own space right now. Because we need V just to feel safe that she's not being judged. And she goes, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. And so V gets to hear that her sister's going to do her best for this. And I thought what an interesting moment that was. Because Liv is being asked not to be judgmental or, or to make her sister feel any kind of shame. When it's the very first time her sister's being called out by somebody and is pointing out, her marriage problems, her behaviors of temper tantrums, her people pleasing and swinging it into being a bully, being called a people pleaser and a bully all in five minutes, saying that she's unhappy in this marriage and really does want out of it, has agreed to come to find out the contract with the sister, just sort of hoping that dynamite's going to blow the shit out of her life, but scared shitless. And yet somehow she's picking Liv to do all of this with some level of trust. I don't know if it's this much, Kelly, or this much. Well, and desire. Yeah. Fear. There's just a lot of things happening very quickly. So I just took a pause. I said, V, we're going to pause. We're just going to all be quiet and I'm going to let you lead. And she goes, lead? What am I supposed to do with that? And I said, I don't know make a comment. You can make a question. You can give me direction. You could just go back to open and let me handle it with the guides. I said, honestly, it's, it's, I'm doing it to show you respect. Mm. I, I'm doing it to show you that the spirit guides are present for you and that I'm present for you to give you those messages and that we're trying to create an atmosphere of peace for you, of not being non-judgmental, whether you're judging yourself at, or not. That you're, you can just hold this for a moment. It might be the first time that you feel that. And she says to me, well, she says, I want to know what the contract is then. And I said, with your own soul? And she goes, yeah. Why am I doing all this shit? And I said, well, I said, what I'm understanding from your guides is that you skip processes. And it's what you alluded to a little bit earlier about not really thinking and taking an action too quickly. And I said, so there's a universal law of process where you get to slow everything down. And it's one of the things that Liv and your guides and I are trying to give you right now is slowing things down. And she, I said, how do you feel in it? And she goes, I actually feel okay in it. She says, I don't feel like you're shaming me. I said, okay. And then you can see her starting to get teary. She says, and I'm starting to recognize that, you know, you're probably going to tell me that I don't hold myself accountable for anything good. And I said, well, actually, I said, that's a universal law, the law of accountability. I said, so you're figuring it out. Good for you. Well, she says, is that the same thing as being responsible? I said, you could throw that in there with that one. It's two separate laws, but you could, you could, you could. We could get into that in a few minutes. She goes, okay. She goes, um, I'm realizing just here, just in these few moments, that I'm not, I'm not patient with myself, eh, Karen? And I said, no. And she goes, hmm. She says, so do you mean that these are some, these things you're calling universal laws? That's for everybody, right? Not just for me? That would apply to everybody. And I said, yeah, it applies to everybody if it's called a universal law. It doesn't matter what color your skin is or how much money you make or don't make, mm -hmm. what your job is. Everybody has to follow the same universal laws if we're healthy people mm -hmm. and if we're a healthy community and if we're a healthy society. And she went, well, that's not happening. And I said, do you mean in the world? And she goes, well, yeah. But she says, but she goes, that's not happening in my life. And I said, okay. That would be true. So I said, everything I've told you is correct. And she goes, it's accurate. You asked if it's accurate. I'm telling you it's accurate. 
And I said, okay. I said, that's really good. You've done some good work right there. And Liv has stopped giving the moment with her eyes. And she's just, I'll say, focused on actually listening. She's no longer just in the fear of, my sister's going to rip you a new one, Karen. Or she'll She hasn't met you before, has she? (laughs) Well, but I mean, like, blast me and then get up and leave the room. Yeah. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Most people who've met you would bring the second person knowing that you would have given it back to them and held them accountable is is what I was trying to get at. Right. Yeah. They would have had a fear of the other person's behavior. It would have been like, Karen will handle this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do appreciate that. So I said, um, I'm going to move on to Liv and her contract. And I said, Liv, I said, you're spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, what? <laughs> like this? She goes, she kind of bristled. Did you just air quote me? Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, yes, I'm spiritual. And I said, oh, okay. And you could see that like, she's proud of it. And that, why did I say that like it's rude? Or why did I say that like that's a bad thing? And I said, uh, Liv, I said, you're, you're the spiritual sister. You're, you're the one that thinks I, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to forgive her. And uh, I don't really, but I'm going to forgive her. And I'm going to go to workshops on forgiveness and go through, you know, putting her in a bubble and sending love to the bubble and releasing the bubble. I'm so glad this is on video. Oh, fuck. And that she's working in meditation groups. And I'm sounding like I'm really making fun of these things, but to some degree, they just don't fucking work. Yeah, we just unless, lost some followers, but that's okay. Well, you can do those things as long as you're doing all of the other work. And when you're doing the other work, you don't need those other things. Okay, Kelly, I hear what you're saying, but you're kind of jumping just for a second. I feel like that's my job on the show. <laughs> I feel like people know that. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. I'm going you to- You take it back. I have to dial it back a little bit. So I now speak to Liv about some of the things that she's done. And I said, Liv, you, you went to Reiki. You went to some people and said that you need healing. And- when they did some work on you, they said that your throat chakra was blocked and that you needed to heal yourself and that it was presenting in your throat. And she went, yeah. And I said, well, you took that in the sense of, I need to speak my truth because that's what they told you. So you went back to your sister, V, and you tried to speak your truth. You tried to confront her and say she was people-pleasing or bullying or whatever, and they just upped it. They just bullied you more. So you went back being told, use your voice, and that will help you heal your chakras and your body. And that's what you were told. So that's what you did. And it just made things worse. And she went, yeah. So I said, so, you know, then you stopped the Reiki. You stopped going because it didn't work. And she goes, yeah. And I said, then I'm being told that you went on to some workshops where you were told to work on letting go, that you were told that you were holding all of your family issues in your pelvis and that you just needed just to learn to let go. And so you did these little, you know, things where you put your sister and her asshole husband in a bubble. Did I say that out loud? And, you know, that kind of thing. And you you practice these meditation techniques or healing techs techniques. And, and, you know, you even went home and you kept doing it over and over again. And she went, yeah. And I said, but that didn't end up really working for you deep down either because those unwanted intrusive thoughts kept coming back in and you didn't know how to cope with them. So there's really no letting go when the thoughts just keep coming back that you're hurt or that you're angry. And you got sick and tired of having to put those two little shits in a bubble. (laughs) She goes, yeah, and she kind of laughs. And at that point when V hears that, she has a good laugh with her sister about it. And she says, yeah, my husband and I made fun of her for all of that spiritual shit she was trying. 
putting it right out there. Mm -hmm. She went to another spiritual healer who told her to see the positive in everything. And I said, so I said, you walked away and you tried to be spiritual. You tried to see the positive in everything. You were told to journal it all in a book and then you could burn the book. And she goes, yeah. Just the book? Well, you brought to, whatever. <laughs> and I, I said, so you tried that. You tried to see everything positive. So my sister and her husband abuse me. This isn't her thoughts. But I have to see the positive in that? Really? And I said, so you tried to. You wrote out lists. You went to these little workshops and group sessions about just trying to find the positive in V and her husband being abusive to you. And V's sitting right there going, like, what? And I said, and then you did participated in the ceremonies where you went into the center circle and in a little thing, you put your paper or whatever it was and you burnt it with the group hoping that that was going to go up to the creator and all of your problems where your sister was going to go away. And she went, yeah, I've, I've done those. Yeah. Yep. And so you can see that she's hurt about this because she's working so hard and V and her husband are doing diddly squat. Well, they're actively trying to increase the abuse. Yes. And live in her trying to be spiritual, and I and I do that, mm -hmm. meaning that she's given these tasks to do, or these things she's supposed to do, or Let's focus keep on. You busy, yeah. And I said, "Live." Then you went to another healer of sorts. I don't remember what this person was called. Where they pick you up, you're laying on a table, and they pick up your limbs and they move your limbs to work the energy out of you. And I said, so you, you, you've done things like that as well to try and unwind. And I said, and then you also went to another person and I said, you spent money again asking them to cut the cords. And I said, and so they told you that they cut the cords. And then as soon as you went back to talk to your sister and her husband again, they just went right at you with the same shit. And so V is just like, you did all of this? You spent all of this money and lives sits there and I'll say in some shame and loss of money, you know, a little lighter in her bank account. And um, she says to her sister, well, yeah, what else was I supposed to do? We gave up going to, to church. We, we're not Catholics anymore. She says, so, and she goes, well, what did you do? Just change being Catholic for this stupid shit? I was going to ask if she was religious prior to this, because yeah. this is... This is like already not having a foundation in logic yeah. and then went into even lesser logic. Yes. And so she's sitting there and V looks at her and she goes, okay, can we put down all of the shit? Can I, can I drop some of the stuff that I've done? Like, how, how do I reach you? And I thought, <gasps> who asked you this? V asked, live this. Oh. She goes, oh, for God's sakes. Like you could just see in the room that she was actually authentically frustrated with her sister. But it, I just think it was so cool, Kelly, because it was just actually just this moment where V was putting out her own shit and seeing her sister for just this moment. Mm. Mm -hmm. You've done all of that to try and heal your body. And Liv turns to her angrily and says, well, goddamn, well, goddamn it, you. Don't you sit there and judge me. At least I'm trying to get better. At least I'm trying to figure out why my neck hurts and why my hips hurt all the time. I'm trying to figure out what I'm holding in my body, and it's you and your stupid husband. And doing it in order to hang on to the relationship. I feel like a pro-con list would have been smarter than a focus on the positivity. I jumped. You jumped again. Go ahead. It's all good. Still love you. <laughs> so I said, okay, this is, this is good. You guys are actually having a real freaking conversation. And I and so Liv turns to me and she says, so what's my contract? And I said, well, yours happens to go back into past lifetimes where you stay in religions. And she goes, well, I know that. She says, I was born into Catholicism again. She goes, I know. And I said, yeah, I know, but you left that and you just went into like another... Dependency. Dependent, codependency. And I said, and that's why I went spiritual. <laughs>
And she goes, oh, was, was that your air quotes? And I said, well, yeah, because there's more to spirituality than somebody putting their hands over you saying, I'm balancing all your chakras. You have to actually have emotional intelligence. Which means you have to work. Yeah. You actually have to have tools. And V sits there and she goes, huh. Yeah, because you were justified in that one. Like this. And I, I looked over at V like, what the, what the hell is that? And she goes, well, it's so good to see her called out on all her spiritual bullshit. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my God. It's like you need a referee. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, I'm trying to, like, I'll say, observe what they're doing, acknowledge how they're behaving, listen to it, make a little note if I'm supposed to come back, if the guides ask me to. But I turned back to Liv and I said, Liv, I said, you've been through quite a few years of trying to do all those things. And I said, but then ultimately what I'm understanding is that you ended up walking away from your sister and her husband and you went no contact. And I, and she said, yes. And that's when V kind of bristled because we finally got to the current situation. Which is the healthy situation. Yes. <laughs> the and action. Yes. And that's when V finally does her first bristling. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, well, now I'm the one that's angry. Well, yeah, because you can't really win a, tant- a tantrum if someone's not willing to contact you. Yeah. And so this was the part of the conversation that we got to, was that the contract was for Liv to do, Liv to do the walking away. Mm-hmm. It was for her to go through that process of trying to balance her chakras, put people in bubbles, and figure out that those things don't work without emotional intelligence. You actually have to know forms of abuse, gaslighting, emotional blackmail, how to confront somebody, when your thoughts are sticky, how to become unsticky. She actually has to do work. Which initially was the same message that um, V got. Yes. Because it's the same universal laws that Liv is yes. skipping. Yes, now you're doing the whole next part, which is gorgeous. Great. Which, as long as you're happy with this partnership. <laughs> I prepare the stories. Kelly spoils all the endings. <laughs> no, it's great. You go right ahead because you are doing the very last part of what I prepared for the show, and that's totally fine because it's what we both do. So I know you're going to know that. Oh, well, now I feel put on the spot. No. I'm just teasing. Oh. So... Going back to the universal laws, Mm -hmm. accountability. Mm -hmm. The spirituality doesn't require any accountability. That's right. It gives you very vague tasks, like you mentioned, that keep you busy. Putting a person in a bubble and letting it go away. Let it float. Sending your breath towards it. Or putting pink in it. Those are your actions. Also, yeah, and quote unquote actions. Because they're all happening in your head. So we're not actually taking an action in our life. That's right. Then on top of that, real spirituality is about connection. Yeah. And connection actually involves interaction. Yes. And so if you're never actually interacting with the individuals in your life, you can't connect. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me that's spirituality at that point. Mm. So if you're looking at fixing a relationship like Liv was interested in fixing it with V... Mm-hmm. Or mending it, I'll say, because fixer is a loaded term in our emotional intelligence toolkit. Then there needs to be healthy levels of communication, which, like you said, involves educating yourself. That's right. You can't do these hypothetical meditations, visualizations, mm-hmm. and never make contact with the real abusive human being and think they're going to change because last night you put them in a bubble for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, as you're saying, Both ladies got told that the sole contract between the two of them was growth, was communication, was listening skills, all of these things that you're talking about that have to do with emotional intelligence. And that while while Liv was running into the spiritual stuff to avoid, or I won't just say to avoid, she really thought going into it was going to give her the tools to do it. 
And I, I, I want to be clear that she found spiritual people that didn't have emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. She found people that were doing things like Reiki or what, whatever the other modalities of teaching the meditation and the past life work and all that, that have no emotional intelligence and that were giving tools based on, well, I read this in a book, so we'll just do this too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or I listened to something on the internet and I think I understood it. Didn't really do much of it myself and haven't really experienced all the pitfalls. Not really sure how it works. But, but I'll take your 20. Yeah. <laughs> and and lay down on the yoga mat. I want to point out too, when you were talking about summarizing what the contract was, yeah. originally you said that a Liv, Liv's contract was to do the leaving, but ultimately the contract between the two of them was about growth. Yes. And some people might sit there and go, well, how do you grow in the relationship if her contract was to leave? Sometimes the leaving is what actually stimulates the growth so that you can either do it together mm-hmm. or that you can actually do it apart. Yeah. Because, and we've done shows on this before where people don't let the other person change. And it can be a sibling, it can be a spouse, it can be any combination of dynamics where maybe in my mind, I never let my younger sibling grow up. I always consider them to be the younger sibling. You did this on your brother, Darren. Um the contracts can be woven together, even though they look contradictory. Yeah, and it's okay to walk away. It's okay to have no contact because sometimes it can be for years. It can be for periods of time where you do some of your own educating on your own. And when you step back in or if the other person's doing some growth on their own, then you're both ready to try with different tools. Mm-hmm. So you're not trying to build the house with a hammer and a nail anymore. Yeah. You've got the saw and all the other types of things, and you can now sit down and say, hey, your hammer is not working, so your temper tantrums aren't going to work with me, whatever you want to call that. You'll have to try something else. Can we try another question? I see I angered you. Can we talk about the anger? I have an emotional message chart that details 15 forms of anger. Can you take a look at this and let me know which one is bugging you right now? And look down, yeah, I'm disappointed in you. Okay, so we're working with disappointment. Let's talk about the disappointment as opposed to just expressing the anger through the temper tantrum. So the girls were given tools. They were given some places to actually make a start in emotional intelligence in that session. And while V kind of sat there at the beginning thinking, oh, this is for Liv, she's the one that's kind of gone off cuckoo here being spiritual, um, V got to hear, no, no, uh, I want to say Nene, <laughs> John Panette, Nene. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. You have your own shit that initiated a lot of this right back to childhood. You have to recognize the ways that you've triggered your sister, and that will help you build your own emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. to understand that you give her certain looks, you, you engage your husband to abuse her with you, you team up on her. She doesn't have anybody that helps her team up on you. You need to make this one on one instead of engaging your husband. Not only that, but she had a sister that, in spite of choosing some not-so-effective methods, really at the heart of it had a desire to reconnect with her sister to have the best relationship possible. Yes. And she was sitting there on her high horse thinking that because Liv was spiritual, that she was stupid. Mm -hmm. And so V really got called out on that and saw it in that session when she heard how much money her sister spent on doing these things, how much time she spent on a daily basis trying to sit in her meditation every morning and before bed every night, trying to forgive, let go, and all these expressions. And so both of them sat there and said, we got a question for you. What the hell is letting go then? And I said, well, that's the thing. You don't. We don't let go until we go through process, until we use those universal laws and we get closure. We actually communicate and understand something. And it can come in a variety of ways. You don't have to go back and talk to that person. Sometimes talking to a therapist, talking to a medium, talking to another friend who might understand it. But we have to go through the process. And I said, so both of you skip process. 
And the contract between the two of you is to check in with each other and ask what you need in the process. So if it's time away from each other, okay, we need time away. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be no contact. It can be time away. It can mean a break or solitude from each other or a time of thinking and setting boundaries. You're having a temper tantrum. I'm not going into my spiritual thing again of trying to let go your last tantrum, not putting you in another damn bubble. We're dealing with it with EQ now. We're talking about our emotional intelligence. I'm going to ask you different questions, and you have to be able to respond to those. Sit and listen. Take out your voice recorder. Record. Listen. Call me back later if you think about it, if something comes to your mind. So they were given some tools instead. Thank God. Yeah, and I got to see and live where she sat there and said, you know, as much as maybe the way that you're wording some of this about the spiritual part doesn't sound very good. And I said, no, I said, that, that, that's not the intention. You can meditate and do beautiful meditations. They just have to make sense. Mm. They just have to be constructive mm-hmm. instead of avoiding, which is a form of abuse, withholding and avoiding, yep. two forms of abuse. So you don't take your, your abuse into your spirituality, which is what she didn't understand she was doing. And when I said it that way, she was like, well, holy geez, I never would have thought that. So both ladies got to take out of that what they wanted because they both recorded the session. Nice. Yeah. And they had some homework, Kelly, in that they had to, that they could go back and listen to it from their own perspective. So Liv could listen to it just for herself. What can I get out of that? What tools could apply to me? But then she was asked to go back and to listen to it a second time to see what was being given to V. And V was asked to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And at first, she didn't want to. It was like she just wanted to do her own. And at that point, Liv and I just kind of looked at each other and went, well, who's going to tell her? <laughs> and I said, well, I am, because it's going to be from her spirit guides. It doesn't need to be from you, Liv. It has to be from her own guides for her to hear. That's your narcissism. You need a book on narcissism. That's going to be tough. Yeah, to understand, or a therapist. You know, people listening to this today might go, a book? I'm having vivid flashbacks <laughs> of our um, evening with mediums that just happened on Friday. Oh, yeah. When you were channeling someone that is narcissistic, and you're yeah. like, you said something about, oh, everyone in the room, that's what narcissism is. And if you are a narcissist, well, you're probably just having a great time, because that's the joy of narcissism. You don't know you are one. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws dropped because you just moved on to the next message like it wasn't news. Well, actually, if we're going to talk about that during this right now, someone came up to me at the end of the evening and mm-hmm. said, you were talking to me about my mother. Mm-hmm. My mother's the narcissist. And she sat in the room and didn't understand your comments. Bliss. Yes. Just the ignorance. And she says, and I <laughs> yeah. just sat there. But when she said that, She didn't sit there laughing. She sat there with tears in her eyes. Of course. Because this is my mom that can't connect to me, can't connect to anybody, Mm. doesn't, can't, can't cope, doesn't have enough emotional intelligence to deal with anything. So anyway, so back to Liv and V. So I said, well, V, you're going to need some deep help, not just in a book, but like with a therapist to work on some of this, because your husband has been enabling you for decades. This is not going to happen overnight for you. So Liv, you also need to just be in your own world and make sure that you're not waiting for V. You can't wait for her to get anything. And she goes, is that the letting go? Interesting, eh? And I said, well, sweetie, if it means that you actually figure out that you like to be a painter, you want to learn how to jog or go to Zumba class, you want to learn new things and figure out who you are in your life, mm-hmm. sure, we can call that letting go. Yeah, you stay in your own life. You don't stay focused on worrying about, fixated on the other person. Yeah, and then we had a short conversation about Sally Winston's show mm-hmm. back in, what was it, June 
of 2019. Mm -hmm. And I said, sweetie, you, you need to think about how sticky your brain is. And I said, that's a term Sally has come up with, but you need to figure out that your brain is actually sticky. And she goes, quickly explain it. And I said, yeah. I said, if you have a sticky brain, then you would have to do that meditation every day to put your sister and her husband in that bubble. And she goes, oh, I do. Many times in a day. Sometimes I'm just so sick of that of how often I have to do it. And I said, well, that's not where you need meditation. That's where you need therapy to understand the sticky brain and how to change your thought patterns to become aware of it and just to let it be there and let it go, not force it to let it go, but just to see where your brain wants to go and you want to create something new in your life. What could interest you? What could make you happy? And how you get into feeling and thinking about those things. And she goes, well, I think I'm starting to understand what you're saying about letting go then. So I don't force the letting go by putting them in a bubble and pushing it down or in a boat and pushing her down the river. That could work in a different way. <laughs> and this is kind of cute because V says, if you ever pictured me in the boat on the river, did you see me going over the waterfall? And Liv goes, yes, honey, every time. Sisters. <laughs> I think it's remarkable, Kelly, mm -hmm. that the two of them, even though you could hear all of this and that they had been through all of this, that they were still sitting in that room together, not knowing at this point whether they were going to be able to go forward at all. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's any happy ending here. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that they both came to find out what the soul contracts were. And so I said to both ladies, V, I'll start with you. Do you understand the soul contract with your sister? And she goes, I, I think so. And I said, do you understand it with yourself? She goes, well, I don't understand narcissism. She goes, I'm, I'm always people pleasing others. I don't see how I think about myself at all. Yep. And I said, that sounds just like a narcissist. So we're spot on. Thank you for the affirmation. And good luck with those books. Yes. Just make the phone call. Um, so... We're not sitting here today, or I'm not sitting here today trying to say, oh, here's a story and here's a good ending, gulp. Enjoy your coffee and enjoy your Saturday. That's not it. Because life isn't like that for everybody. No, I think, and I think for most people, they, they hear, even when they hear happy endings, that it was a choice. And that when we have cliffhangers or sad stories, we're presented with what our choices were or mm -hmm. could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, V wanted to talk about her marriage at that point, and I said, no, we couldn't get into that, but that if she could just look at herself first and just figure out what the definition and what it looked like to be narcissistic, that it might help her unroll some of it and just to go gently with herself because narcissists aren't gentle with themselves. They, they have temper tantrums constantly to have their own needs met, driven by their fears. Mm -hmm. That is not kindness. No, and they're as mean to themselves as they are to others. Yes. And so this was a little bit of V's homework, was just to start to try to be aware of kindness, where others were kind to her or where she actually could be kind to herself. And she goes, well, isn't that narcissistic to be thinking that way? And I said, no, you'll see what I mean when you try. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion in that, eh? Yeah, and it's all conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to grasp out of there. I think so. And, I, and I'm hoping that if people listen to that show and go, my God, my head is spinning, that's, you know, someone I know or a relationship I'm in or whatever, or what I'm seeing with two other people, you know, I always like to invite people to think, Am, if I, am I any one of the people in this show? Mm -hmm. Am I Karen and Kelly? Am I the observer? Do I see it? Do I learn it? Do I go get the books and increase my own emotional intelligence to figure things out? Is this a new phrase for me? Is this a new concept, emotional intelligence? Where do I get it? How do I, how do I grasp it? Mm -hmm. um, and how do I practice it? Because that's one of the things that really had to come through for Liv, was that some of the stuff that she was doing in being spiritual was reading and talking and not actually doing. And those actions have to come from a higher level of emotional intelligence. 
because the whole set that she's been using so far are just spinning her in circles, very similar to all of those cliches of getting yourself grounded um, and all the, all the things that we talked about that religions can say. I guess psychology can do too, you know. Um, science can be full of. Um, spirituality can be. And we have to be aware that almost any area of life can be full of cliches or book quotes. And we think, oh, if we just say that, then we're, we're doing it when we're not. Or we're enlightened. Yeah. yeah. And that it, her, her sole contract was to recognize those patterns and to be able to say, okay, I've done this. I've cool. done this with the religion. I've done this in different areas. And I remember her turning or looking over at her sister, and her sister said to her, so I literally had to be like put in a bubble and sh- or shot down a river and over the waterfall. And she went, yeah. And she went, I'm sorry about that. And I don't really know how to like go into all of this yet. But, you know, maybe it's just a place to start to say I'm sorry. Although I know you're going to look at me and say, for what? And I don't know how to really say for everything yet. Cool. Hmm. What a beginning. Yeah, I was just going to say, what a beginning, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Hopefully people can rewind and keep this in the back of their mind or replay it. Oh, my God. Uh, I will be listening to the show because this certainly rings true for me. I can remember being told those spiritual cliches mm-hmm. and the religious ones and thinking, you know, when I took Reiki and I took therapeutic touch and I took all these courses, I remember being taught all of these same things. Without the other intelligence. Yeah. yeah. And I remember in the first years of doing this back in 2007 and eight, nine, that I was saying those things to people. Mm-hmm. I was doing the very same thing without the emotional intelligence to understand that you don't just go up to somebody and say, let go. No, someone has to know how to meet the universe halfway. Mm. There's a whole other show. Great. We'll leave it there. Okay. Okay. So if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, you can find us on Patreon. Um, We will put the links up to that in all of our social media. Uh, Podcasts are still available in audio format if you're just listening, uh, but Patreon offers the video format, which is really cool. We will be back next week with a brand new show.